Hello and welcome to Business Talk with Chris Hazel. Today I'm joined by Yasmin Bloor from Platinum Healthcare. Platinum Healthcare has been providing high quality at-home care in Stratford-upon-Avon and the surrounding areas for the last three years. And Yasmin is a community manager there uh, and joins me to tell me all about the wonderful work that they're doing. So welcome Yasmin. Thank you for having me. First of all, if you could just tell us a little bit about um, yourself, what you do at the company, what the company does. Um, yeah. So I'm the community manager at Platinum Healthcare Services and we provide care in people's homes. So that is a big range of just having a bit of companionship or a bit of cleaning to full on end of life, cancer care, um, just general getting up out and about with hoists, different bits of moving and handling equipment. So we do offer a wide range of uh, services to our clients. Cool. And what? Um, and your position there as a community manager. So, what um, if someone was to come to Platinum Healthcare? What would you be be doing for them? What's that involved? So we, I go out and do assessments. I come. You'll probably meet me your first time you come on board, and we'll go through all the questions. And no doubt you will get bored with me because we have to ask so many questions. You're thinking this is like asking 101 questions about my life, um, just so we get a whole image of you. Um, and yeah, I sort of work in the office, but I'm in the community as well. So you get to know me as well. So I'm not just that one person in the office that you've met once. You know, you actually know what I do and I come and look after you as well. So there's a bit of a better connection. Um, so yeah, I do all sorts of things. I run the takeaway nights that we do. So once a month, the customers have like a takeaway night if they want to join in. We've had Italian on Valentine's Day, Chinese on Chinese New Year. Hopefully we're going to have an Indian takeaway night this year, this month more likely. <laughs> and yeah, I do a lot of the activities as well for people's homes. I bring in bird boxes. We paint bird boxes together. I write the newsletters. I do a range of things. Yeah. And what were you doing um, before you joined? So you've been there since the start. So it started about three years ago. Is that right? And you've been yes. there from the start. Yeah. So before that, I was failing uni. <laughs> so when I joined care, I worked at a different care company and then Mandy and George set up and I joined them. Right. Okay. So you were you were from university into care and then and joined them to help them. Yeah. Cool. And um, so what what type of people are you, are you helping generally? What's uh, what's the work that you'll do? So we look after quite a few people with dementia, just some people that, um, you know, age-related illnesses, just can't move that well as they used to, need a bit more help. Um, you know, some cancer patients, Parkinson's, MS, learning disabilities. You know, it's a wide range, you know, we've known to look after alcoholics as well not many people think there's care with alcoholics um yeah so a whole wide range we have a deal with just some people that just need a bit of company as well because it is quite mm. lonely yeah and, and, and mandy and george who, who started the company did they have a background in in care as well or um what's their story yeah. They've got 30 years of care between them. Um, they've worked with different care companies. They've seen what works, what doesn't. And I think somebody just clicked and gone, yeah, we could do this ourselves. Um, 
And we know what works because we've seen different companies use this and different companies use that. And we know how we want to put our own take on it. And of course, I sort of joined in with that and helped them set up the company. Went through the whole CQC process during COVID. Why we did it, I do not know. Because it was the worst time to start a business. Um, Especially a care business as well. I imagine that made all the hoops to jump through that more difficult. A lot more difficult when COVID changed, started, sorry, the rules for care industry in a whole changed quite a lot. So there was different things you needed to start a care business before COVID. And then after it was a more in-depth, thorough process. Um, so there's a lot more work. We should have definitely done it two years ago before COVID. <laughs> and did, um, so did they sort of, they had, because they had a background in, um, in care, did they have clients lined up or was it very much a a dry start or how did it look yeah so mandy and george has always been loved in stratford um because there's district nurses that recommend them there's health professionals that recommend them because we just take that care to the next level and when like they've moved to different companies you know people have wanted to come across with them because they're just so well liked because they go that extra mile. They do those extra things um, to make the care better. You know. Yeah. And um, so, did they? Is it them? Who, is, is it they who do the caring, or have you got a team of carers? How does that look? Everybody does the care. The reason for that is um, you know who we are. There's so many care companies that have that gap between the office and the staff and the office and the clients you know who we are because we come and see you it's our chance as well to see how you're doing we want to see if there's any progress if there's any decline how can we change this can we make that better you know we're all about making sure you're getting the best life possible and how we can support you in the best way And so, so it's a mixture. So they, you're you're in the office. Everyone's get mucky and get their hands. And is that something that was really important to them that they they obviously saw as a, a bit of a flaw elsewhere? Yeah, it's it's been one of those things that's so important in the care industry. I think when you look at different companies and you look on their Indeed, you see quite a few posts about there's a gap between the office and the staff. We didn't want that. We wanted, because we also know how other care companies treat staff. There are some brilliant care companies out there, you know. Um, but it, we also knew what was needed to support the staff because we've been there. We've seen it. Mm. So it's keeping that sort of balance. Does it mean that um, one of your clients, or uh, do they get a different carer each time that they is there, or, or is it the, the I mean, same I mean, face? and? We obviously can't keep the same person because everybody's got to have a day off, everyone needs holiday. So, but we try and keep it to a minimal. So depending on the care that you're having, I mean, if you're having one person for one time a week, we'll try and keep it to like two people. So if one goes off, you've got a backup. But if it's more in-depth care, we might have to introduce a few more because you might have two people come every time. You know, it's the whole wide range of needs but we try and keep it to a minimal as possible but also when you're first got a um when we first start the package me myself sorry myself mandy and george we go in with the staff and introduce you so it's not just someone's turned up on your doorstep for going who on earth is this um you know them because i've been there done the assessment so you've met me and then i come in with them with the staff so you don't have someone 
who's random. It's not so, just a stranger suddenly turns up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we do like to introduce you. We don't want to plonk someone on your doorstep straight away. You know, yeah. And so you get you get referrals from uh, nurses, but sounds things. Where, yeah, where do sort of clients generally come from for you, and how would people? Yeah, how would people know about you? To be honest, we've never had to do much advertising for clients because we've just word of mouth is so powerful, and because of the fact that we're so low our lights, district nurses like us, uh, different health professionals, and also people that we've looked after, their families, you know, we get quite a lot of recommendations from them. So we're quite lucky in that respect. We're extremely lucky. It's evidence of all our hard work, really. Mm. Do you think there are any misconceptions about the healthcare industry? I, I, I have this question I typically ask, what's the biggest misconception? But I, I mean, usually I've got one in mind, but I can't think of one perhaps, but, but maybe you, you have one. There is so many. I mean, the biggest one, and it's what my brother thinks I do, is that I'm a professional bum wiper. That is such a massive misconception. Um, I would have to say that's mostly 10% of the job. The other percent of the job is you're doing medication, you're providing that companionship, you're having, you know, making food, all different things. I mean, there's quite a few clients where you don't even do that. You also have to do catheters. Um, there's also like peg feeding. So it's got a bit of that nursing in as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, nurses show you how to change dressings and then you've got to know how to change the dressings. So I don't think people realise that, that that nursing element in care as well. Mm. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, it's probably true. I do. I, I, I agree with you. I, um, yeah, hadn't thought of that as <laughs> a misconception, um, but yes, yeah, certainly. So, um, and in terms of challenges that you faced as a business, what sort of challenges have you have you come across? I mean, the care industry in a whole has taken a hit like for the last couple of years because of COVID and then the care crisis and then the fuel crisis because all the carers, they drive because they've got to get from home to home. So that was a massive uh, problem as well. Um, Yeah, I think we've been hit with problem after problem in terms of, you know, the the economy really because getting staff at one point was so hard. It was really hard and you couldn't get them from abroad. It was just really hard. And sort of fund, for, for clients funding their care, is that is it, is it all sort of privately funded and has that bit, bit created more issues or, you, or is it sort of funded through the government? And It's so complicated funding through the government. Um, you know, there's people that pay for it privately, but I feel like they need that extra support and trying to get that support off the government can be really hard. It's always best to go to citizen advice. They are brilliant in terms of finding out what funding you can get. Um, but yes, yeah, some of them are private. Some of them are council and like social services. Um but yeah, funding your care is one of the hardest things. And I always think it's a real shame for people because they've worked so hard to get so much money so they can pass it on to their children. And they've got to pay for care. And care's not one of the cheapest. I mean, we're not badly priced. There are some other care companies that are, from what I've heard, very a lot of money, basically. And so we try and keep it as low cost as possible because, you know, people need care but we don't want to charge an arm and a leg mm. um but yeah it's, it's a bit 
bit hit and miss with funding, to be honest. But there's also NHS funding that people don't realise about as well. So if you meet a certain criteria, you do get funding through the NHS. And are you, do, you, do you get involved in this at all? Or do you like, if you're going to meet a client for an initial assessment and they're sort of, you know, unsure how they're actually going to fund it, is that something you can assist with or do you try and stay away from it? Um, I can't get too involved. Just you know, because I don't know your financial situation that well. Um, but I can pinpoint you and I can direct you in the right areas to go to um, and just to help with some of those different things, yeah. Um, I've been there for a couple of NHS assessments because they do like to have, well, some of them, they like to have the care industry involved. Um, and I've had to deal with other things where they've asked questions about what we've seen so they can... Um, assess how much money to give people and we have to say yeah this is true this is true this is what we do um so we do have a bit of involvement but not too much but yeah we can certainly direct you and get pinpoint to the right places for funding oh, so if they're completely lost in nowhere to start you can at least point them in the right right direction as you know go and speak to this company or this organization yeah. or whatever yeah, I always try and pinpoint them citizens' advice because there is someone there that goes through everything. And, you know, like Age UK, all those places are really good places to start. You know, they offer you the most help possible. And so what's how, how many are there of you at the moment? What's the sort of um, the growth of being like and, and where do you see it going? So, future? yeah, at the start, there was only three of us, Mandy, George and me. And now we're getting on more staff as a... It's been really nice um, to have more staff. I think there's about, going to be about 20 of us now. Um, but, yeah, in the next five years, oh, I'd love to have a load of awards. I'd love to be outstanding with CQC. We've just got good. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd also love to have a branch in Spain uh, because my grandparents live there. I'd love to be able to have a branch there. But I think that's a dream. <laughs> And is it just would you just keep going in 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 the Stratford area? Is this all yeah. their targets to bring out bring out more? Yeah, I mean, of course, any business wants to expand. We would love to expand. It's all about for me providing really high quality care to people because um, my uncle John had care, and I remember what my auntie Barbara and my uncle John went through when they had care. I remember, you know, oh, we've turned up late, so we can only stay here for five minutes and then we've got to go. And he was full hoisting, you know, they couldn't read or write. So I remember those difficulties that they had, and I don't want someone going through that themselves. Um, yeah. So it's just about providing really good care to as many people as possible because it's needed. Mm. It really is. Does that make it more like more difficult to get clients? satisfaction or less difficult because i always think with um things that are sort of a necessity you're always on a bit of a hiding to nothing so if people need need care and people need like a solicitor say for example they you know when they do well they don't necessarily get the thanks for it but when they do badly um you know people are yeah quick to quick to criticize do you find that with yours or is it am i completely way off the mark there i think it's, yeah, I think you've got a point, I have to say. Um, but I feel with some families, because they've been, because the care industry as a whole, there's quite a lot of gaps that are filled in by families because they can't afford 
for the care as well as the carers do a shopping call as well. They just fundamentally can't, you know, pay for that. So they come out, they do the shopping, they do those extra bits that they can't financially afford us to do because there's not much money in the bank. So I feel like with families like that, they have more gratitude for what we do um because they see their parents on a regular basis they know how they're struggling and they see um what's going on and i think for quite a few packages that we've gone on to you know there's been a bit of a change um my my first ever client i had no involvement with mandy and george with i just had to take it on my own it was so exciting um her change is significant. I remember her going, my daughter's bought me a six pack of loo rolls. I can't believe she bought that. I went, what's the matter with that? Well, I'm not going to live long enough to use six loo rolls. And I was just like, um, yes, you will. And she changed an awful lot. Her health conditions went down. Her medication went down. She no needed, no need, no longer needed a rollator to walk with. You know, she looks younger because of all the help and care that we put into that package. She's changed. And even the family thought we thought she was going to die, but you've actually got her to this step. And I was like, yeah, we can do that. We can't do it for everybody. You know, everybody's got a time when, mm. you know, we all do. But there's been quite a few changes. And I think they feel there's a lot of gratitude because we take that extra step and we don't just leave because we're running a bit you know, sure, we take those extra actions, you know, yeah. So you get those really rewarding bits where you can help and you can see someone on a almost upward trajectory. Um, how how do you cope with, yeah, the other sort of, the other case and how do you help your, uh, your staff sort of coping with maybe the other route where people are sort of going downhill and... Yeah, there's obviously, there's not... <laughs> There's cases where we can't help them get any better. As I said, it's their time. And that's always hard for any member of staff. Um, but we always have an open door policy here so that any staff member can come in and have a chat. We also provide health insurance for all our staff, which gives them 24-hour support for their mental health, as well as um, a 24-hour doctor, because that's really important in the care industry, I think, is if something goes wrong, with you know themselves as a carer, they've got a straight line to AGP because you know there are a few waiting lists, etc. Um, and so yeah, we we try and support them in that way. You know, we also do every month with like a arts and crafts session, so they can come in, learn something new, and I think we call them working lunches, and just sit, relax, have a chat. I don't think many places do that, but it's something we try and offer. Just just relax for like your lunch break and then something new is quite fun. Yeah. So I guess otherwise are they sort of out most of the time? So they're sort of on their own or with maybe one other if it's a team of two. Mm. So it gets, it gets a bit lonely, but although they're... Yeah, it can be. Um, and I think that's a good reason why myself and Mandy and George go out in the community is they see us quite a lot. And they can talk to us quite, you know, because um, we have some packages that are close together. So they might see us down the road and go, hello, and all that, you know, and they can de-stress and talk to us. And we also provide, you know, there's meals in the office if someone's struggling financially because, you know, everything's gone up in price. And I don't want someone going to work going, I'm really hungry, I can't afford a meal. I can just pop into the office and have, you know, some soup or some beans on toast or something. 
you know, it's just that extra bit of thought that helps with, you know, being an employee here. Mm. Feel valued. And I think that's why we started up. So we had that extra support for staff when we felt like we needed it. Were you working, were you, um, you were at the same company as Mandy and George before you started? Yeah. So <laughs> Mandy wrote me into it because I was at university and she was like, just, you know, go in, earn some extra money, etc. When I was coming back, um, I did it. I really wasn't sure at the start, I have to say, really be honest. I was under the stereotype of being a professional when my price thinking I really don't want to do that. Boy, I was wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, and then I just learned and I think I fell in love with it and it's a job I never thought I'd fall in love with. But you have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, well, what, are we, what were you studying at uni? Anything um, completely different? Primary teaching. Okay. Yeah. So you gone to the other end of the scale. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Massive sh- change of direction. Yeah. But I think that's also helped me with this because I have that creative side of me and I love to do all these different things for clients, like different activities, the takeaway nights, just different things to help bring that entertainment because of COVID. People are still quite isolated in their homes. They're still like not sure to go out. Um, so yeah, we've tried to bring all that fun into people's homes so they're not sat there all day watching TV. And let's face it, TV's not exactly what it used to be. Um, it can be quite boring in the daytime. So we try and bring all that fun to them, you know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's obviously fantastic work that you do. Um, so my closing questions, uh, what's your favourite local business? Oh, um because I have a dog, it would have to be Hooray's because they do the doggy ice cream and he loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great that we get that. Um, um, there was Hooray's, I think so. Yeah, they've got the um, the sort of kiddie play area a bit to it as well. Is that yeah? The, yeah. So yeah. I mean, to be honest, every time I go, I never actually get ice cream for me. It's always for the dog. <laughs> But he loves it, and I have to say, yeah. And they do such pretty shop displays, and they have the food look so good. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'd love that, but I haven't got time to eat that, so I'll just get something for the dog. <laughs> and how often does he get to go there? Oh, only in the summer. I think oh. he's a bit of a chicken in the winter. He definitely <laughs> likes the heat. <laughs> what what type of dog have you got? Yorkie Poo. Okay, so is that? Like little, <laughs> really little, fluffy, and has little man syndrome because he barks a lot at uh-huh. some things. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And um, so, yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, find out more. Where where can they go to find out more? Uh, go to our Facebook page. You'll see loads of updates of what we do there. Um, yeah, all on our website, or just find me on LinkedIn. Cool. And you guys are in the centre of town as well, aren't you? Yes, we're right next to the Stratford Council office, so you can always pop in and have a cup of tea. So Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on, telling us about Aston, what you do and things like that. Like I said, it's, um, it's obviously really important work and, yeah, great to have you on to, to talk about it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please email me at chris at chrishazelmortgages.co.uk. Speak to you next time.